This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Commodity futures markets will be closed Monday for the President's Day holiday. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says there is plenty to be nervous about as traders went into that three-day weekend. You know, what is, what is going to happen in the Ukraine? Is anything going to happen in the Ukraine? How are the markets going to behave to that? Now, four days ago, crude was trading $96 a barrel. Today, it's trading $91 a barrel. So whatever risk premium and anything of that sort obviously got bought there. So how the market really moves off of that. We're at the halfway point for the federal crop insurance price discovery period. After nine days, corn is averaging $5.80 per bushel. Soybeans are at $14.11 and spring wheat at $8.95 a bushel. Revenue guarantees are determined by the futures market during the month of February. Grain markets continued to see wide swings this week. Ever Ag market analyst Jenny Wackershauser says South American weather and geopolitical concerns are the reasons. We sit here with a little moisture coming into Argentina and South American markets into the forecast, not this week, but next week, which um, again is a little more bearish than it is bullish for our grains. Um, the gain we saw Friday late was a bit of the geopolitical move in the discussion of Russia versus Ukraine. So if that's going to be one of those parts of our conversation that's going to change every day, kind of depending what the news is. And country futures market analyst Daryl Holliday says that grain market action really is all based on news headlines. As we open back up here at 830, uh, right about that, we got confirmation that Russia or the uh, Putin had he had confirmed that they were going to do that. So that kind of put us into a new low area. But just you know, when you have something like this, it just kind of proves how much. I guess the best way to put it, how much premium gets built into a situation that we build into. You know, Russia, Ukraine are the largest corn and wheat exporters, and so if they were going to be in conflict, it obviously would restrict the supply. Hub City Livestock saw over eight thousand of head move through the sale barn this week. Hub City co-owner Steve Helwig says it's the second largest sale he's seen in the past 30 years. Well, we had a big sale this week. It was the biggest, biggest sale of the year so far, just over 8,000 feeder cattle, and uh, uh, went really, really well. We got going early, and the buyers were here. They were hungry. Uh, a lot of demand for the cattle. market would be steady to, uh, at worst, at some spots, maybe a little higher. I would call some of them 740, 775, eight-weight cattle, one, two higher. Uh, sell some of them 750-pound cattle up to 179, uh, several sets of these 750s at 76, 77. So uh, really, really good cattle yesterday, but really good demand for them, surprisingly strong. NDSU livestock economist Tim Petrie says we should expect to see larger runs of heifers come through the sale barns. People think of October and November as big months, but usually January is a big month particularly getting rid of the bigger steers and now yeah we're seeing a lot of runs and and particularly a lot of replacement heifers come here or heifers coming now because they're lighter and now they're you know getting up and and a lot of replacement quality heifers as well and so yeah we're seeing big runs and prices have been going up every week here the in the new year and so yeah things uh, things are looking up and that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
No matter what's happening in the markets, stress is a reality on the farm. Monica McConkie is a rural mental health specialist and is ready to help. No cost, no insurance is billed, there's no paperwork. We come to you if that works best or are available by phone. The goal is to remove barriers so that farmers and their families can receive and access these services in as easy of a way as possible. Resources are available at agcentric.org. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene, brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. Let's take a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota 1st District Congressman Jim Hagedorn has died. Hagedorn was serving his second term in Congress and was a member of the House Agriculture Committee. The lawmaker, who was 59, was first diagnosed with stage 4 kidney cancer in 2019. House Agriculture Finance and Policy Committee Chair Mike Sundines drought relief bill passed out of his committee on a unanimous basis. We've got $10 million headed for the people that have been distressed uh, from the drought situation. And that will encompass large farmers and right down to the farmer's market level of uh, vendors and suppliers. I'm really excited about it. I'm so proud of the work the committee has done to uh, achieve this. And the bill is uh, headed for with the Ways and Means Committee and then on to the governors. Sundine expects this bill to move easily through the legislature and on to Governor Tim Walls. After the governor signs it, we get $10 million going out in increments not to exceed $10,000 for some of the larger, larger uh, cattle producers. And then half of it goes into grant money and half of it goes into loans. There's the many, many people that will be made whole because of their losses due to the drought. I'm really excited to get this money out the door to some people that are running out of feed. I heard from one dairy operation up in my neck of the woods, and his situation mirrors my family's farm when it closed down and sold the herd. And I don't want to see that happen to any operation in Minnesota. The Senate Agriculture Committee is planning to hold the first Farm Bill field hearings this spring in Michigan and Arkansas. Those states are home to Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow and Ranking Member John Bozeman. A ceremony was held this week to announce the $10 million grant given to Grand Farm. North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney says he sees Grand Farm as an advanced research center. An organization that's going to bring products and technology here that farmers are going to get to see demonstrated. They're going to get to see some of the proof of the value and some of the technologies that will enhance their operations. So I look forward to trying to be on the leading side of our agriculture in North Dakota with technology to make us as efficient as we can be. Grand Farm Director Brian Carroll says the project has come a long way from the start of just a question. 
So it started with a question. Every great community should declare its major. And so we took that on and we declared it to be precision agriculture. And with that, we built a community approach and we brought groups together to talk about what it would take. And so as a result, we identified our desire to build the farm of the future. And so with that, we developed a whole series of partners and then also the grower. We want to bring the grower in the middle. And what we've done is we designed the concept around identifying specific pain points identified by growers. So in the last two years, we've been able to develop 43 projects that have now grown to over 320 projects. The USDA is hosting its first trade mission in the COVID era. Foreign Agricultural Service Administrator Daniel Whitley is leading this trip to Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. There are 40 representatives of state agriculture groups and agribusiness companies participating in a major food show. And all of these companies came back with just glowing observations from their first day. Many saying they don't even know how they're going to keep up with all of the orders and all of the contacts that they made. Uh, a great problem to, to truly have. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is joining the delegation for the second half of the trade mission. More trade trips are being planned with an announcement coming as soon as next week. That's a wrap up in news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Crop insurance used to be simple. Do you want yield or hail coverage? Today, there are too many options to analyze without seeking help. Optimum is a new tool exclusive to Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Optimum works by running thousands of simulations based on information from your farm. It then compares outcomes of every policy choice available to find the right fit for you. Contact Ag Country today and ask about the new Optimum tool. Providing play-by-play -play for the business of agriculture. The Red River Farm Network. I guess I'd be surprised to see us make a real uh, emphatic statement, you know, between now and the close, just because, you know, the rain is, as it stands now has is, is got to be pretty much in the market. Numbers are available anywhere, but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down, agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. This week in weather... This is Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. And, of course, a blizzard, or at least near blizzard conditions to wrap up this week. More wintry weather on the way in the days ahead. However, slightly warmer, slightly drier than average weather is expected as we go towards spring and summer. That according to Endon Director Daryl Richardson. You know, really what's happening globally right now would tend me to be give evidence to suggest that we will have a drier than average summer, especially as we move into the summer. I think it will be a situation where we start off pretty good because we had a lot of rain last fall, and then, then things just gradually dry up as we go really into our drier half of the summer anyway, July and August. Richardson spoke at the International Crop Expo in Grand Forks. He says the weather pattern will hinge on the pattern of the jet stream. So as long as we stay in northwest flow, say a ridge building over the Rocky Mountains, we tend to be dry. I think it will not be as dry or as warm as 2021. Yet having said that, I think it will still be on the below average most areas and temperature-wise 
generally speaking, above average, but I don't think anywhere near as warm as last year. World Weather Incorporated senior agricultural meteorologist Drew Lerner is also starting to look ahead towards spring in the northern plains. We will see periods of precipitation coming across the northern plains. We will not see a repeat of last year. We are going to be a little cool biased to, uh, to start with in the eastern parts of the Dakotas and Minnesota and on into the Midwest, uh, but it will be warm farther to the west. And, uh, again, that temperature contrast is help, helps to feed the moisture potential into the region. So we will have precipitation come and go. I do not expect any prolonged periods of dryness during the planting season. Lerner says there should be improving conditions for western North Dakota by late spring. The North Dakota Irrigation Association held an informational meeting this week in Steele, North Dakota, the executive director, Danny Quizzle, says there's concern after the drought and what those aquifer levels look like. We all had a lot of concern, you know, with the really dry uh, year that we had last year. Um, certainly had a lot of irrigation happening in that area, and so we want to make sure that we're being responsible stewards of that resource and that we're not mining the aquifer, um, that we're really only taking what can be recharged and so um, I think it's a really great opportunity for us all to come together and, and listen to what the data is telling us so we can make smart decisions for the coming year and so it'll be interesting to hear what things are looking like and we've had some snow here this winter so how much of that is trickling down back down through into the aquifer and you know what do recharge levels look like. Limited forage due to the drought has resulted in many livestock producers purchasing hay outside of their region Challenging weather has forced some to look for additional supplies as well. NDSU Extension Livestock System Specialist Jana Block recommends looking into quality forage, packaging type, average bale weight, and the presence of weed or mold, weeds or mold to ensure quality forage. Summit Commodities Market Analyst Tim Marsh is monitoring the spring acreage mix Outside of the Dakotas, Marsh says farmers have decided what to plant. I don't detect among my clients much of a change from a year ago. I don't. You know, as long as you folks up in the Dakotas can get some decent weather this spring, I think the I don't think there'll be a, you know a real big switch one way or the other. I think there'll be, and of course it's a long growing season. We've got a ways. We've got you know the entire thing ahead of us. So, but if we would happen to be fortunate enough to grow an okay crop this summer, there'll be enough grain around, and prices will be cheaper this fall. I'm Don Wick, reporting for the Red River Farm Network. With the risks found in agriculture, it's important to have a crop insurance agent that understands your situation. Someone who will review your numbers and consider the different scenarios. Someone who understands farm programs and add-on options. Irie Insurance is here to help. With real-world experience, Irie Insurance will customize a plan to minimize your risk. Find out more at irieinsurance.com. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.